Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 12.34 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Reminder that every Wednesday night's date night at Roos Chris, where two can dine for $120. Go down and see Rebecca and the staff at Roos Chris. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Tell them orders now sent you. A quick text comes in saying, Bob, did it ever cross your mind on our West Lock 4 text line that the Lethbridge Hurricanes might be a good team after posting back-to-back 5-1 wins over the Swift Current Broncos? Well, I predicted Swift Current in five. That's not going to come to fruition. At this stage, based on what I've seen the last two nights in that Western Hockey League series, I think Lethbridge might have the better team. Swift looks exhausted. They don't have their, you know, the league's uh, leading scorer available. Uh, he's banged up. And Peter Anhold, who's the general manager in Lethbridge, has always done an excellent job in terms of uh, on the player procurement side. Lethbridge loaded Swift Current up. I don't think they thought they'd be playing three rounds in the playoffs, but they are. And right now, Lethbridge looks like the fresher of those two teams. Uh, I would suggest that Swift Current would be better suited to represent the WHL at the Memorial Cup. But right now, Swift's got a lot of work to do. Stuart Skinner, the Oilers pick, by the way, uh, didn't have a lot of help last night because, as I mentioned, uh, Swift spent the whole game in the penalty box. But not distant Lethbridge. Their their GM is sharp, and they've got some young skill. they got a guy named Brad Morrison they picked up from the Vancouver Giants. He is at an unbelievable playoff. I think he's up around 35 points in 14 games. All right. Uh, speaking of Swift current, that's where Jake DeBrusque played. Uh, Major Junior Hockey before being traded to the Red Deer Rebels as a 19-year-old for Red Deer's Memorial Cup run. That was the year that London with Mitch Marner and Matthew Kachuk uh, ended up winning the uh, Memorial Cup championship. So a little bit bittersweet last night for uh, Jake DeBrusque. And speaking of Jake... About an hour ago, uh, just prior to the boys at the ice, they're an hour behind us down in Vegas. Uh, Louis DeBrusque from NHL Hockey on Rogers joined us, and let's get to that conversation right now. Louis, we'll start with the game last night because it's the talk of the town and specifically the uh, southwest part of Edmonton. Uh, Jake DeBrusque, a huge uh, game for him, a couple great goals. How stoked were you watching that? 
as you know very well, I'm a pretty passionate guy when it comes to uh, watching my kid play the game. And he was uh, <laughs> he was uh, great in that game. The team battled back and won a huge, hard-fought Game Seven. Um, I don't know. I don't think I could have been any more stoked than I was. I was <laughs> I was in the Bellagio in their sports bar there with a with Dave Randorf and a couple of his friends from Toronto. There was actually a lot of Leaf fans that were in that uh, vicinity, and they every time the Leafs would score, the Leaf fans would cheer. Every time the Bruins would score, the Bruins fans would cheer. It was, it was a pretty cool dynamic, but uh, needless to say, when he scored that uh, go-ahead goal 5-4, I might have jumped up and fist-pumped and said a few words out pretty loudly, but... Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was an amazing atmosphere. Happy for the kid, happy for the team. Um, you know what? I thought the Leafs played a great series. They battled hard, but uh, you know what? That's why you uh, play hard to get home ice advantage for a game seven. It showed up there with uh, with how they were able to come out and perform. All right, Louis. Did the guys that were cheering for the Leafs did they know that uh, that was you? That your your kid's the guy scoring the game winning goal? Well, yeah. <laughs> some of them did. Some of them did. Yeah. Um, I think at the end they probably all did the ones in the in the near vicinity, but uh, yeah, it was kind of an odd dynamic, right? Because they're sitting there watching their team, you know, lose in a game seven. I'm I'm elated because my kid had a big impact in his team winning a game seven, and uh, I felt for him too. You know, it could have gone either way. That game was tight. I mean, it was an emotional roller coaster. They were down, they were up, they were down, and they finally came back and won it. I mean, I didn't expect that kind of a game seven, but. Uh, it was a roller coaster ride, and both Leaf fans and myself, Bruin fans, were were on for the ride. And uh, all you could do was hold on. Did you see? Uh, I'm going to assume you guys had the NBC broadcast, but did you get a chance to see uh, Jake's tribute to you after the game? I did. Yeah, you know what? Uh, that was really nice. Him and Kyle, the interview there, a little talk, and uh, yeah, the kids always the kids always kind of wore his uh, emotions on his sleeve too, yep. and. I think he's he's giving me a little bit too much credit. Um, all I did was point him in the right direction, and his love for the game is what what took him to where he is now. Um, his desire and passion. There's no question about that. I mean, but uh, nice words, nice to hear. And yes, I wish I was there to be able to see those games too. But uh, I'm working as he is, and and he understands that more than anybody now. The business is is what it is, and and uh, you know what? Uh, I was just pumped for him. I was really pumped for him to be able to be productive to be able to enjoy and, and have an impact in a game seven in his first playoff series. I think, uh, I don't think he could ask for too much more. It was funny. Um, you know, cause I got a lot of texts from different people, you know, just congratulations right. and happy for Jake and ex teammates. And, you know, one in particular kind of stands out cause it's really funny. Jason Arnett texts me and he's, uh, he's kind of picked up on Jake and his success and is really happy for him. He saw him as a youngster in Edmonton and, um, I said, yeah, you know what? He, he scored a big goal. Not quite as big as the one you scored, but it's a great start. And uh, he had a pretty good chuckle about that. Oh, we're joining right? Obviously scored the game-winning goal in overtime. Yes. Uh, Arnett, so. Yes, Arnie. Uh, yeah, that was a big one for Jason, who I always liked, by the way, Louie. You know that. Uh, we're joined right now by yep. NHL uh, on Hockey Rogers analyst Louie DeRuss. Bob Stoffer with you. Know now, just one more question about Jake and 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 you and, and the family. By the way, when... Uh, when Jake, uh, when Jake mentioned that, uh, you know, just the impact that you'd had, my wife started crying downstairs. So it was, uh, she, she started blubbering up and I don't think she was the only uh, mother out there that thought that was awesome. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I you know, yeah. I, I put a tweet out after the game, Lou dog about the fact that uh, people need to remember 
Jake was a seventh round draft choice. He came up out of the Southside Athletic Club in Edmonton. There were guys that were ahead of him in the curve at that time uh, that had gone, you know, first round of the WHL Bantam draft and, and those sort of things. And it's a testament to the fact, I would think, Louie, and, and you can speak better than anybody, uh, don't give up. Don't ever give up. But uh, believe in yourself and kids grow and progress at different rates. And if, if you believe you can continuously improve, it's amazing, amazing what can be achieved. No, I, I agree with all of those sentiments. I mean, it's, you know, especially, you know, seeing it firsthand myself. I mean, listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I, I saw this coming when he was a 11-year-old kid. I mean, but the one thing I do know is that he, he's always had the passion for the game. And, and as you mentioned, he, he loved the game. He always wanted to play. This is what he's always wanted to do. And, you know, we tried to facilitate that the best that we could say, okay, listen, here you go. If you really want to do this, then put your best foot forward and go for it. And yeah, he just continued to get better. And that's, that's the amazing thing. I mean, he was a pretty small kid growing up and it was always the smallest kid in his team. And I do think that that factored into it in the sense that it, it, it developed a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. You know, he kind of, he had to persevere and battle through some things that maybe some of the other kids didn't have to. I mean, he was continually being told that he was, you know, too small and has had to get bigger and stronger and, you know, you know, was cut from some teams that were really painful for him when he was younger. But I think it just made him stronger. I think it made him stronger in the end to want to try and persevere. And that's just one situation. There's a lot of kids that have those types of stories. I mean, I, I always used to tell him to look at Marty St. Louis, you know, the, the one, I always right. remember the one commercial for Marty St. Louis where he said, listen, this goal was for all the people that said I couldn't do it and that I was too small. And, you know, that's, that's a great, great guy to look at and try and, and copy. Right. And just the fact that they, that they overcame some odds, you know, that that's really it. But every single player has a story that's in the national hockey league. Jace is no different. He had a journey to get there and you know what? It's, it's not easy. It's a, it's a grueling path and it's a, it's an uphill battle and there's always going to be, you know, roadblocks in the way that you have to somehow get through or around or over. And, uh, nobody's different in that regard, but, uh, no, it's nice to see him have some success and in his first year and his first playoff series, uh, contribute. And yeah, you know what? Uh, I don't know what else I can say. I, I, I tried not to ball in the middle of the Bellagio. It was hard. I had to hold back the tears because I was pretty excited for him. We're joined right now by Louis DeRoss from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Bob Stauffer with you. Louis is working Vegas and San Jose. What a story for Vegas. Um, uh, Louis, we're going to do our predictions today. Uh, Jack Michaels, uh, by the way, Brendan Ulrich went seven for eight in the first round. I only got four. I, I took I took the <laughs> nice. Leafs. I took the Leafs because of James Myrtle against my gut. My gut was take Boston. And at the end of the day, Boston was just simply deeper and better. But uh, I want to talk a bit about Vegas because I did not have them beating the uh, Los Angeles Kings. And I'm at the stage now, Louie, where I don't think I can get bet against Vegas because every time I do, they keep on getting it done. Why is that? You know, good point. That's kind of where I'm at too, Bob. I, I look at this series and listen, I, I, again, I look at this on paper and I say the San Jose Sharks have the experience factor. They have players that have done this before. They have a very similar team this year to the Vegas Golden Knights. They're deep. They roll four lines. They can come at you in waves. They have a great defense core and they're getting excellent goaltending right now from Martin Jones. I look over at the Vegas Golden Knights and I see exactly the same thing. A very deep team that comes at you in waves are relentless. They have a deep defense core that people don't give enough respect to because I think they're real solid and hard to play against. 
And they've got a goaltender right now in Marc-Andre Fleury who has three Stanley Cups under his belt. He's a guy that's won. He's a guy that's done it, and he's playing very loose and playing very good hockey right now. It's just incredible to see how he's dialed that in. Um, so on paper, I still do think, though, that the San Jose Sharks are the favorite going into the series, even though the Vegas Golden Knights ranked higher than them in the, in, in the regular season. But... I don't think you can count this Vegas team out. And I think we're finally starting to realize that because they've been doing this all year long. All year long, we've been saying this team is going to eventually hit a wall. They're going to face reality and they're going to falter. Well, you know what's happened? They haven't hit a wall. They haven't faltered. What's happened is they broke right through those walls and they've gotten better. They've gotten tighter. I've never seen in such a short period of time, players come from 30 respective teams put together in a group and have come together this quickly. Like it's, they're, they're a real tight knit group here. And you know what? Um, I, 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 right now, if I had to pick a team that I think is going to win this series, I think it's going to be the Las Vegas, the Vegas Golden Knights. I, I, I can't bet against them only because of what I've seen. I think San Jose, the favorites going in by a margin, small margin, but I think the Knights are going to find a way again to persevere. Just, the way they play the game. Louis DeBrus joining us. Louis, quickly looking at the other three series. Uh, you know what? Uh, Nashville, Winnipeg. I mean, it's going to be a beauty. Two excellent hockey teams. Hey, we got one team left in Canada, and I'm sorry, I can't bring myself to ever cheering for the Leafs that much. But Winnipeg's a team you can get behind. But wow, what a matchup between those two squads. That's the one that everyone's talking about. That is going to be, I think it's going to be an outstanding series. And I, I look at both of those teams and I say, again, similar styles. They can both play any way you want to play the game. If you want to play rough and tumble, they can each do that. If you want to play fast and skilled, they can both do that. Uh, I got to do their last matchup of the regular season in Winnipeg, and it was an outstanding battle. I was, I was amazed at the size, the speed, the skill, the tenacity, Outside of that is going to be one that's going to be, uh, it could be a real, real solid. I look at all four matchups. I mean, can you really ask for a better second round as far no. as matchups are concerned? The Vegas-San Jose series is obviously has the allure because Vegas has just been outstanding all year and has been the story all year. Pittsburgh-Washington, Crosby versus Ovechkin. you got Nashville versus Winnipeg outstanding. And you know what? Here's the other thing, too, for me about that Pittsburgh-Washington series, I'm kind of liking the attitude of Washington right now. I'm looking at them saying, you know, this is a team that, you know, has never really been able to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Penguins have always been that team that just seems to always want to, you know, shut them down right when it looks like they're going to have that breakthrough year. They've always got to go through that yep. team wall. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe this year's their year, even though Pittsburgh's playing outstanding. And then Boston-Tampa. I mean, that's going to be a great series, too. Tampa was uh, the leader. They're the team that was always on top in the East, and Boston was trying to catch them right down to the last couple of games of the regular season, right down to the last game of the regular season. They played each other three times down the stretch in the last three weeks, I think, of the season. So they're familiar with one another. It just and, and there's a little bit of bad blood there. I don't I don't know what it is, but Boston Tampa bring out the the nastiness in each other as well. So all four series I think are going to be are going to be fun to watch as it should be. Absolutely. Hey, Louie, great stuff. We appreciate your time as always. Uh, we'll be watching you uh, tonight, and we'll definitely be watching you on Saturday because it's the NHL draft lottery before that game that you're broadcasting Saturday night. And then in the second period, we find out who wins the top three spots of the uh, draft lottery on NHL yeah. Hockey and Rogers. So uh, we'll have a, an interested Edmonton angle as well. Hey, Louie, 
call me crazy, but could you imagine if the Oilers won that lottery? <laughs> you know what? I, I mean, I can't imagine it because they've done it a few times already. So, yeah. Um, but you know what? Uh, listen, I think a lot of people would like to get their hands on a young Swedish defenseman that's projected to go first overall. He's uh, he could be a game breaker. That could be the guy of the future for any respective team that gets him. So. I uh, I think a lot of eyes will be watching. A lot of people will be concerned because it can make a big difference in a franchise, no question. Louie, thanks for your time. All right. Thanks, Bob. That's uh, Louis DeBras from NHL Hockey and Rogers again working the Vegas Golden Knights series against the San Jose Sharks. So I think you know which way I'm going here when we do our uh, second-round predictions coming up in uh, about 15 minutes' time here on Oilers Now. Speaking of Oilers Now, next fall, Sweden and Germany an Oilers Now road trip with New West travel to Europe. You get to see the exhibition game in Germany and in a suite, and then uh, same deal in Sweden. Two great games, terrific experiences with all that Germany and Sweden have to offer. Your New West travel package includes flights, hotels, game tickets, and welcome receptions. Book now for the Oilers Now hockey road trip to Sweden and Germany. Space is limited. Call New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. It is 12.50 in Edmonton. I will get to some texts for our friends at Westlock Ford when we return on Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca That's ProAmSports.ca This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. 12.52 in Edmonton. Welcome back everybody. Uh, just saw a uh, tweet from uh, Brian Hedger involving the San Jose Sharks and uh, or checked out the Columbus Blue Jackets. Sounds like uh, Ryan Murray, Cam Atkinson, and Pierre-Luc Dubois heading off uh, to the upcoming uh, World Championships. So, uh, there you have it. For those of you that are scoring at home on Pierre-Luc Dubois, who had a very good season this year in Columbus, and Murray on the back end, a pretty good player. Talented guy. That sort of thing. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers now. Here we go. Uh, out of Rocky Mountain House. I'm, you know what? I'm going to verify this. I'm going to check to see if this is true. Remember my prediction I sent you before the playoffs started? Vegas and the Bruins in the final. That one comes to us out of Rocky Mountain House. Uh, oh, this is the guy that's referring to me as a clown. He says, uh, I refer to most people as clowns. Don't fret it. Okay. That's all right. Uh, I, I've been called a clown uh, more than once. You clowns see the uh, butt end, but I see a vicious cross check that Kopitar did. How about them apples? That one comes to us. It's Jimbo Jim out of uh, uh, Rocky Mountain House. And if I go far back, oh, look at that. He did actually say, hey, Bob, Vegas and Boston. Well, there you go. He's no clown. He's serious. You're probably a fan of uh, Doink the Clown, were you not, from the WWE when you were growing up, Brendan? 
I love Doink the Clown. Yeah, yeah it doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all. Well, as a kid, you see Doink the Clown in the ring. It's fun. It's fun. so now you just so everybody knows here. You're you're like leaving me, right? For two weeks, yeah. Two weeks. Like, th- this show can barely operate. Like, <laughs> you are, like, I don't know if people know this, but Brendan does about 90% of the work on this show because I don't know how to technically do anything. So, uh, yeah, maybe the technical stuff, but you do all the research. Yeah. So, anyhow, it is interesting that, uh, uh, you know, it, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, uh, I'm going to miss you for those two weeks, but I'm not going to, you know, the wrestling thing, you've progressed beyond, now, where are you going on your holiday? <laughs> well, I'm in Mexico for a week. All right, now, you a couple of years ago, you talked about how great it was going, and you had a girlfriend at that time, and you said, because there were a bunch of nurses that were going to be down there? Yeah, there was like 30 of us that went on that trip. Oh, okay. This time, it's only about six of us, a little bit different. Six guys or three guys, three gals? Uh, three guys, three girls. Oh, okay. Well, that's. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you're going to have a terrific time, and I'm just going to leave that right there. You can text <laughs> us at six thirty, six thirty. You lucky guy, you. <laughs> Don't have kids. Well, uh, you get to go to Disneyland. I, oh, after, yes. So I'm yeah. jealous about that. Yeah. You know? Well, no, Disneyland's fun for. <laughs> it, you know what? It's fun uh, when you're uh, you know going down Splash Mountain. Then it's fun. That's yeah. I, I get a kicker out of that one. That's one of my not so much fun when my my son makes me do star tours. What's wrong with that? Well, it's what do I well, call Mary it? Wilkins can go next time. Simu- simulations, uh, visual- visualization. It kind of gets to me after a while. <laughs> sort of like twenty five years ago, maybe twenty five drinks in a night would get to me. That sort of type would get to me. This text comes in saying, "Bob, as an Oilers fan, I'm." Pumped that the Maple Leafs are done. Don't mind Peg, but Pittsburgh, Nashville uh, in a rerun, and Nashville takes it this year. That out of the proud community of White Cord. Uh, Bob, just love the keyboard commandos out there. I hated that clown, he said. Uh, Topher says, Bob, we all know what uh, Brendan Ulrich does all the work. You guys are like... uh, uh, the hearts. Uh, Jim was a great wrestler, but nobody handled a or nobody held a candle to Brett. You can figure out who is who. That one comes to us. <laughs> Did, by, by the way, here's one for you. Let's see what you think. You know, uh, see, so I think you know wrestling, Brendan. <laughs> well, I don't know a lot about how many uh, how many heart boys wrestled. Uh, well, I know Owen and Brett. Uh-huh. Um, like, are you talking? The entire family? Or? Yes. How many of the Hart boys? Not the dad. So, you know. Like brothers of Brett. Stu Hart had X amount of kids. How many were boys and how many of them wrestled? I have no idea. I know there's a lot. They had 12 kids. Yeah. Okay. Eight boys. All eight at one time wrestled. Wow. So, there you have it. And some terrific. I mean, they were, in, in fairness to Brett, he was a pretty good technical wrestler back in the day. And has probably of all of them has had the best career. Like, is that fair? To, oh yeah, for sure. You're right. So I mean, I, hey, the right old now Natalia is wrestling Natalia Hart, and she is uh, Jim Neidhart's daughter. Uh, you know, Jim Neidhart played in the. He was a football player. Really? Yeah. Well, he's a big guy. It wouldn't surprise uh, me. Cup, cup of coffee, I think, with a maybe he was in a Dallas Cowboys camp or so. So what would happen is these guys would come come up. There'd be American guys, and they'd. You know, check out all the CFL because they weren't good enough to play in Calgary, and then they'd end up going into wrestling, and that's how they get into doing it. And Bret Hart was never a guy that really liked the mic. Like you look at the Rock, yeah. there the, there was a guy that could handle uh, uh, the Rock. Now, were you a f- uh, were you a big fan of Sonny growing up as a kid? Do you know who Sonny? Oh is? yeah, the yeah. blonde the blonde girl. Uh, oh. I believe yes. <laughs> Why do you bring that up? Well, but because I think <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, she was like the first. What a she was the first diva. 
okay. that they had. Yeah, back. probably. This was, you know, I, I I might know some fellows in the mid to late 1990s that occasionally watch the soap opera of life that is wrestling. You watched it way back in the Oh, day. I watched it, absolutely. Yeah. Right now there's guys <laughs> chuckling when they think it's sunny. All right, uh, 12.58, Jack Michaels, he knows wrestling too. He goes back to the days of Lou Tez. Just go look that one up for fun. Off to uh, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. She, too, was a fan of wrestling. Um, the greatest Mormon wrestler of all time. I actually don't know if there was a Mormon wrestler. We'll have to ask her about that. I'm trying to think of any. But you're, nothing, you're trying to, nothing's crossing. Nothing's crossing. My friend Darren wrestled in high school, but that's about... <laughs> Well, there there was that Darren guy from high school. What high school is that, by the way? Oh, shoot. Um, you forgot the high school you went to? No, it wasn't me. Oh. No, oh. no, I meant in his high school oh, okay. in Alberta. I'm thinking it might have been... Where did you grow up, by the way? I Eileen? grew up in Montreal. Oh, you did? Well, we won't hold that against you, because I was a Canadian <laughs> fan as a kid as well. Eileen Bell up next. Global News Weather Traffic Update. Then we'll get to our playoff picks and predictions with one Jack Michaels, Reed Wilkins, and uh, Brendan Ulrich. This is Oilers Now.